We're the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, and you're listening to Sports Crunch with DCROM. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever or whenever you catch the pick out. This is Sports Crunch with DCROM. I'm your host, David Cromelo. Last summer, as you probably remember, we did a very special series with the 2022 Denver Broncos cheerleaders called Beyond the Chaps, in which we interviewed six of the women on last year's team. The objective of the series was to show our audience and beyond that these women are far, far more than pretty faces on the sidelines at NFL games. They are some of the most intelligent, hardworking, selfless, and kind-hearted women this world has to offer, and they work full-time jobs just like the ones we do. A listener told me after hearing one of the interviews, quote, I have learned so much about cheerleaders from you. I used to think they were just dumb dancers, but they're not. They're exceptional, beautiful souls, unquote. Hearing that made me want to do a second season of Beyond the Chaps, and I am happy to announce that we start that season today with a very special guest, Lily who works full-time as a corporate sales director, is beginning her third season as a Denver Broncos cheerleader. She hails from small-town Dandridge, Tennessee, which is part of the Knoxville area, and attended the University of Kentucky, where she was on the cheer dance team. In 2019, her dream of becoming an NFL cheerleader came true as she made the final cut for the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. After her bid for a second season on the team fell short the following year, Lily did what all the great athletes have done. She turned a stumbling block into a stepping stone and immediately got back to work chasing her NFL cheerleader dreams. In the spring of 2021, she auditioned for the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, made the team, and has absolutely been thriving since then. Her teammates voted her as 2021 DBC Rookie of the Year, and her perseverance, dedication, and kind-heartedness has made her a fan favorite in Broncos country and beyond. Lily, you are an absolute inspiration to me and countless others, and it is truly the highest honor and greatest blessing to have you with us today. How are you, friend? I'm good. What an introduction. Uh, you're too kind. Thank you so much for all of your sweet words, and I'm so excited to be here today. We're excited to have you as well, and uh, let's uh, get down to business here. Uh, what, made you eye, what made you eye Broncos as the second chance of your NFL cheer career? Absolutely. So obviously there's lots of NFL cheer teams to choose from, but I was drawn to Denver and the Broncos for several reasons. I think um, one of the big reasons was how much I valued their traditions and their roots. Um, I love that they've worn you know, the same uniform for so long, that same iconic chaps. Um, I loved their impact off the field as much as on the field. Um, I very much followed all of their military initiatives, their JDBC initiatives. I could tell they really valued being good, strong role models to the next generation. Um, I thought they were so engaging and strong performers on the field um, and just really loved that I felt like the Broncos embodied the football as family atmosphere. And that was something I, I really wanted to be a part of and um, looked up to and had followed and admired these women for a long time. Um, and I had a a former teammate on Cowboys who danced with Darian, who is a former Broncos cheerleader um, at Mizzou in college. And when I told Caroline I wanted to audition for Broncos, she, this was in, let's see, the fall of 
2020. So like late August of 2020, um, early September, she's like, Oh, let me put you in touch with my good friend, Darian. Um, she would love to chat with you. So Darian called me like, uh, mid September probably, and talked to me for so long, answered all my questions. And I really, I don't think I would be here without Darian. Um, but she just told me everything I was kind of looking to hear and validated every reason I wanted to come to the Broncos. Um, she just raved about our leadership, the director, Shauna, our choreographer, Shelly, and Emily wasn't with us yet, um, but later to come Emily, um, and how much they really just value us as women. And, um, treat us as family and treat us as um, more than just like a co-worker type environment and really care about us. Um, and then she couldn't say enough wonderful things about all the women on this team. Um, so after our about an hour phone call, I knew even more that the Broncos is where I wanted to be. And I was willing to work as hard as possible and do whatever it takes to make that dream come true. So I started taking the virtual prep classes. We were still kind of in COVID. So I took those virtual prep classes for several months. And then the first time I ever came to Denver, I think was March of 2021. I came to my first prep class. Um, Darian and Michaela picked me up from the airport. We had never met before. Um, they, we were complete strangers, but they could not have been any nicer, any kinder, any well any more welcoming. And that's how I felt the entire weekend going to prep classes. Um, I went to one on Tuesday and Wednesday and everyone was just so kind and welcoming. And I knew it was a team and an environment and an atmosphere and a sisterhood that I really wanted to be a part of. So that's kind of how I ended up here today. Oh, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned Darian. Uh, Darian is uh, exceptionally sweet. And uh, she happens to be one of the voices in the intro to this podcast that we've is had she? for the past uh, two years. Yes. And, I miss uh, she, her dearly. Yes. Absolutely. But it's great to see her thriving with uh, her own uh, enterprise, uh, Carolyn Kay, and she's making a name for herself in the small business yep. fashion world that uh, she yep. is a name to watch out for. So impressive. Yes. I, I admire her so much. Absolutely. And as our listeners know, whether it be Broncos or pretty much all other pro cheer dance teams, you have to earn your spot back every single year, no guarantees whatsoever. I was just wondering, did it feel better to you making DBC the first time or the second time? Gosh, it's it's such a hard comparison. I think each year brings different emotions and different stresses. Um, and honestly, my first year trying out, I, I did not expect to make the team. I did not expect to hear my name or number called. Um, and Shauna, you know, really just pushed like come back again and um, through all of workshops, like a lot of the women that make up our team made it on their second, third, fourth um, time auditioning. So please come back again. If it's not a yes today, it could be a yes a year from now. Um, and I was just surrounded and looking at all the talent that was in finals. Um, so I will never forget Shauna calling um, number two for making the team. That was my number my rookie year. Um, and just it honestly seems like it was yesterday, but I can think back to those emotions um, and that joy and excitement for my second shot and second chance to dance in the NFL. Um, and it was just the most joy-filled, memorable moment of my life. Um, and everyone I got to call afterwards and um, that was just rooting me on and um, definitely a, such a memorable, like core moment of my entire life was hearing her call number two um, back in 2021. Um, and then last year again too, you know, having all of those emotions of wanting to finally make it back as a veteran, um, and hearing my number called in for a second season. Um, and I hadn't been a veteran on a team yet, um, and everything to me. Um, and then 
same feelings and emotions your third year, you want to come back and you don't want to be complacent. You don't want to, you know, just be like, oh, I'm probably, you know, good enough to make this team, make the team again. I, I really wanted to go in and try to excel in every category possible um, and truly, truly earn my spot back as a um, valued member of this team. So it was just as sweet the third time um, hearing my name called. Um, I was actually called towards the, the end of the team announcement. Um, so that definitely added some extra nerves. Um, but hearing my number called, I was number 35 this year, um, was still just as sweet and just as amazing as the first time. Oh, I'm sure it was. And one of the things I really admire about y'all is uh, how unselfish and empathetic teammates you are. As uh, Shauna emphasizes her puzzle piece theory, you like a, a team is like a puzzle and every individual is a piece of that puzzle. And each year that puzzle piece changes. And to me, that means a lot about empathy. Like you have to empathize with somebody who was the puzzle piece you were a year or so ago at all. And uh, absolutely, yeah, and the puzzle evolves. It most certainly does. And uh, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, you were voted uh, by your teammates as 2021 DBC Rookie of the Year because you are an exceptional uh, teammate. And one of the key characteristics of a good teammate, you're welcome, is to convince others that they have what it takes to achieve what you've achieved. And that's exactly what you did for your teammate, Bibi, who we had on this program last summer. She oh, said yes. you were the one who convinced her to try out for DBC. Explain how you coaxed her out of dad's retirement, so to speak. And what about BB made you believe that she could make the team last season, even though she had to dance professionally for several years before then? Right, yeah. BB was meant to be on this team. She was meant to be pulled out of her professional dance career. Um, and kind of same situation as Mandarian. Um, BB had actually, we knew um, each other in Dallas. We met through the Dallas dance community um, and knew each other and were, you know, familiar with each other, but I wouldn't say we were, you know, best friends when we lived in Dallas, but we, we knew each other and respected each other. Um, and she was coming out here for a trip to Denver and reached out and wanted to get din dinner. Um, so we we're like catching up over dinner. Um, and she, you know, mentioned to me, it was on her radar and on her heart to audition for Broncos and, you know, truly asked me what my experience was like during my first year and, um, just kind of all the details. And of course I told her, I could not recommend this team more highly. Um, and I knew that, um, if she decided to audition, if she made the team, she would find, um, this place home and like the teammates, um, in the sisterhood, just where she was supposed to be. And she, I think she knew in that moment, she was already going to audition. Um, but you just have those feelings validated. Same thing with Darian. Um, when people are um, really putting that like security of what you already thought and it just gives you even more validation. So I think that's um, how our conversation went. And again, that was in the fall before she made it. Um, and we stayed in contact and I, you know, tried to answer any questions, but she's such a pro already. Like she came in ready to go. Um, she traveled in for a couple prep classes as well um, and just shined so bright in those prep classes and um, at auditions, she just is such an example of the full package. She is personable. She excels at interviews. She's so intelligent. She excels in her career outside. Um, she's such an entertaining dancer. We always say BB style. Like we all, <laughs> like we wish we could replicate it, but it's so 
um, so engaging. It just draws your eye. Um, and I think she just had every single thing that this sisterhood looks for and is such a perfect part of this team. So I'm so excited to go into a second season with her. Our first year together was such a dream and obviously our friendship built and flourished, but, um, can't imagine this team without BB. And I know all 27 of her um, teammates would say the same thing. She just such a light on and off the field. Amen to everything you said about BB. I cannot imagine this team without her either. And she is just such a wonderful uh, friend uh, to, to, to all she encounters. She's like literally one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. And I'm she grateful is. for her every single day, as I'm sure you and your teammates are as well. Absolutely. And and as we also uh, mentioned in the intro, your full-time job is as a corporate sales director. And fittingly, yes. the kinds of sales you oversee involve mm -hmm. uniforms and other related equipment for cheer and dance teams at all levels. And this yes. past season, you achieved a pretty memorable milestone by helping design the DBC Christmas theme uniforms. Looking forward, do you see yourself doing similar things for other NFL or NBA and NHL cheer dance teams on a regular basis? Absolutely. I, I work for a company called Rebel Athletic that's based out of Dallas. That's where our headquarters were. And it was my first job out of college. So I've been working there this fall. It'll be um, five years, which is hard to believe, but I'm fully convinced I have the best job in the world. Um, and it was such a highlight of my second year being able to create and really completely personalize like a uniform for us that I knew would be um just a, a Christmas staple that we could wear for years and years to come. Um, but I would love the opportunity to um, create for other NBA or NFL or um, NHL teams if the opportunity presented itself. Um, my company Rebel already has a pretty big hand in that market. So it kind of depends where you live in your region, um, what teams you take on. But I would absolutely love to to do more in the, the pro world. Um, but I'm so happy with what I got to create with Broncos. Um, and that was just such a cool experience getting to like look out on the field and my two worlds completely colliding. Um, just watching everyone dance and be so beautiful and hopefully felt so confident wearing the rebel mark um, and just being surrounded by my worlds like completely evolving around each other for a few hours was such an awesome experience. And I'm so grateful that Shauna gave me that opportunity. It's, it's one of the highlights of my second season and one of my highlights of my um, career at rebel as well. Oh, I'm sure it was, and I definitely hope uh, more opportunities in the uh, pro world uh, await you in your uh, corporate sales career, Lily. And another unique yeah. characteristic about you, uh, Lily, is that you're an avid, I mean an avid hiker. What are some of your absolute favorite hikes you've been on within the continental United States, and do you have any interesting hikes planned for the future? So I guess as far as like the con continental United States, um, obviously I grew up in the Smoky Mountains. Um, so some of those hikes are still near and dear to my heart. Um, I would say like Grotto Falls is like one of my favorite, just like leisurely hikes um, to do. It has beautiful waterfall, has great views. Um, and then in Colorado, I would say anything on like the Bear Lake Corridor, um, I love, uh, especially like if you go up to Bear Lake, you can hit Dream Lake, Emerald Lake, like Lake Hayaha. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> um, and so you can see multiple different lakes. It's not too challenging. You have beautiful views. Um, and then getting even further west, I guess, is Montana. I feel like Montana is a very slept on underrated state. But um, and my fiance went to Montana, I guess, 
almost a year and a half ago now. And the hikes and views and sites in Montana are like unlike any other. Um, going to the Sun Road is in Glacier National Park. Um, and we did a bunch of hikes along that, um, along that road. And it was just such a cool trip. We're trying to go back one day, but I feel like Montana is a, a state people forget about, but it's so beautiful. So I would say those are kind of my favorites. And then I do have a 14er on the radar. We, I've never done a 14er before. Um, so that is going to happen early summer, maybe before it gets too hot. I'm going to try to accomplish my first 14 or so fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed indeed. And amen on Montana. Montana is a sleeper state that you cannot sleep on. I definitely yes. plan on going there one day. My dad has a cousin in Montana, by the way, it is easily one of the most picturesque states in it the is. entire it doesn't, uh, country. Yeah, I didn't feel like we were in the U S I felt like I was in another country. It was oh. stunning. Yeah, it does border Canada, so maybe it's an extension of Canada. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely feels that way. And the DBC, uh, unlike most NFL cheer squads, are comprised of less than 30 members, 28 to be exact this year, although it was previously 26 in the years past. But this, I believe, is the first year uh, you've had 28 on your team. And in your view, what are the advantages of being on a team with 27 other women with Broncos as opposed to uh, 35 other women with Cowboys. The smaller squad size made the camaraderie and bonds even stronger. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, having the 26 and now 28, I felt like I had a connection with each and every girl on the team. And it's just the right size that we, we still fill the sidelines and we're still, you know, super entertaining and engaging when we're dancing on our quarter breaks and when we're, you know, dancing in our individual corners. Um, but you just have an opportunity to really try to make a connection and a deeper connection outside of just Broncos with each of the women. Um, so even if they're not in your line and, you know, your specific group, maybe you have a locker beside them, or maybe they're your VP, or maybe, you know, you have something else in common maybe you have a dog and you guys go on walks all the time um so I think having that a little more intimate smaller squad size um I think we do have one of the um smaller squad sizes in the NFL um I think definitely has its advantages and I've really enjoyed the past two seasons and looking forward to this season to building those deep connections um that will last long past our time on the team together and um just really form that that bond of sisterhood that will um, carry with us for forever. Absolutely. And just a curious question. Why did they decide to expand uh, this season from 26 to 28 members? I honestly, I don't know. Um, they We didn't know until they um, walked out after deliberation and um, Shauna announced that instead of 26 women that were going to make the team this year, it was going to be 28 women. Um, and then she announced 28 names. So um, I'm honestly not sure um, how, how that conversation went or that decision was made, but um, we're super excited. We'll now have um, seven girls in each corner dancing. Um, last year, there was um, two groups of seven and two groups of six. Um, so now we'll have an even seven in each corner. Um, and I'm, I'm super excited. I think, um, I think the more the merrier. So we're super happy. Absolutely. I cannot wait to, to see you all in action uh, this season as well. And aside from uh, making the team and uh, designing the uniforms and obviously winning a 2021 DBC Rookie of the Year honors, what has been your most memorable moment as a DBC thus far? Yeah, 
gosh, there's so many. Um, definitely the military tour I went on. Um, and Shari went on like a 10 day tour um, to Europe with some Vikings cheerleaders and Colts cheerleaders. Um, and that experience was just kind of hard to put into words. It was just really eye-opening um, and life-changing um, and kind of gives you a different perspective. Um, I always had obviously such a deep appreciation and admiration for our military, but um, seeing it in person and seeing the sacrifice in person that they make to, you know, either be away with their families or their families are with them so that their families are a part of the sacrifice and moving around every, you know, couple of years or even every few months um, was just so eye-opening. And the girls I met on tour, um, we still talk on a very regularly basis um, and they were just such awesome women and I'm glad our, our paths crossed. Um, so definitely that military towards memories I will carry with me for forever. Um, and then I'll say our um, 30th reunion as well. That was so cool to be a part of the reunion while being on the team um, because obviously not everyone gets that opportunity because um, we don't have a, a reunion and a performance like that every year. Um, but just getting to meet some of the women that I know who they are and I follow them on social media and I've admired them or maybe their photo is huge hanging in our studio or, you know, they, they were Pro Bowl or calendar cover. Um, and, you know, we've seen their photo in the office and things like that. But it was so cool to make those um, connections and just spend time with the women that built the the grounds and foundation of our legacy. So that entire weekend was just so special and memorable and um, just seeing how um, how much joy it brought them to be back on that field. It just made you um, want to soak it all in even more. I remember the second half of that game, I was like, okay, wow, like this is such a short time in life. And um, you know, looking at these women who got to perform with us again and how emotional it made them to be back out here. Like, I just have to soak this in so much. So I would say those two are um, some other standout memories that I have from being on the team so far, but excited to to make more memories. Oh, absolutely. I will always treasure uh, being at that uh, 30th anniversary game uh, last season. It yes. was absolutely one for the uh, memory books. You guys were great. The, the alumni were great. It was just a great uh, seeing uh, y'all in action together. It, it was just uh, amazing. And uh, now on to Broncos football. And it's a very important right. thing for uh, the casual football fans to know is that NFL cheerleaders know their football. And there's uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, folks. They do know their football. And that's why I yes. want to ask you a little question about the Broncos and this uh, upcoming season. Last season. Absolutely. As I'm sure you know, the uh, Broncos uh, shook the NFL universe by trading for Russell Wilson and the hopes of Broncos country were beyond sky high. But to simply put it, that move has not worked out well at all so far. So a few months ago, the Broncos made another bold move by trading for the rights to hire Sean Payton as their new head coach. And I remember uh, just uh, minutes after the news broke, uh, you like posted something to your Instagram story that uh, shared uh, how, how excited you were. And keep in mind, this is a guy, uh, Sean Payton, before he became the head coach of the New Orleans Saints uh, in 2006, I'm sure you know, he was the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. And I'm sure uh, you've heard uh, during your time at Dallas, uh, uh, Dallas Sports Talk Radio about Jerry Jones regretting Sean Payton walk out that door. Uh, and I think he still does to some degree uh, this yep. day. So my question is, how hopeful are you about the Broncos this season and beyond with Sean Payton now calling the shots? Absolutely. I 
I'm very hopeful. I think a lot of Broncos country is very hopeful. Um, obviously, as a cheerleader, it's my job to be hopeful. Um, but that aside, I think sometimes it takes um, a little bit of time to figure out all the pieces of the puzzle and the right formula to mix correctly. Um, and sometimes it's a perfect match right away. And sometimes it's not and you have to divert and be willing to, you know, come up with a different plan and a different strategy. And I think that's just what the Broncos did. Um, and so I think it was a very smart hire. I think it was a very calculated hire. And I think we we got a, a steal with Sean Payton. Um, I know he's a very sought after, very accomplished, um, very strategic coach that knows what he's doing and he's confident in what he does. And I think that's exactly what we need with the Broncos. Um, so we're, we're so excited to see what he brings to the table. And um, I know with training camp on the horizon, everyone's excited to see the team back in action and what's different and what's changed and improved. Um, but something I love about Broncos country is these these fans are loyal. So even when we're not winning Super Bowls, which is obviously the goal of every season, um, the fans are still loyal and they're still hopeful and they're still um, dedicated and true to their team. Um, and I know um, we felt the excitement, especially over schedule release and just, you know, the comments on social media and, and the buzz around the city um, of ready to get back in the stadium and support our Broncos and um, hopefully have a winning season. Definitely. I'm glad you uh, brought up the uh, puzzle analogy again, because I could talk about Shauna's puzzle theory in terms of building an NFL roster. Uh, yeah. And uh, I personally view this uh, season for Sean Payton of the Broncos is to evaluate every puzzle piece you have and treat it as like a one-year audition for most of the puzzle pieces you have. And if the season goes very, very bad, get rid of all those puzzle pieces, assume uh, whatever draft capital you can get in return and uh, go from there. But if it's a successful season, then you already have the puzzle. Uh, do you kind of get that feeling as well? I agree. I think um, I think you kind of have to take it one season at a time um, and live in this moment and this season and, you know, the 20 games we have ahead um, and just believe that it's going to work and have faith that it's going to work. Um, and then, you know, anything that happens after this season is that. Um, but I have high hopes and I think a lot of a lot of the Denver area does, too, that this season will, will look different than last season did. This season will definitely be different than last season one way or another. And she is Denver Broncos cheerleader Lily, third-year veteran. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at DBC underscore Lily. And Lily, if there's another thing that a country girl from Tennessee like you and a city slicker from the Chicago suburbs like myself have in common, aside from loving a sports, it is our love of country music. And that is why today you and I are going to pick and choose between five Pairs of country music songs and determine which one of them makes the better Denver Broncos cheerleader quarter break routine. And as I told you before we uh, went uh, on the air, uh, I was at the Stagecoach Country Music Festival outside Palm Springs, California a couple weeks ago. And uh, two of the big headliners were Brooks Dunn and Luke Bryan. Uh, your teammate, Sophia, who's now a team captain, uh, just uh, to let yes, our folks know. Uh, yeah, yep. we're so, so excited. So proud of her. I, I had no doubt in my mind she was going to become a captain. She's just a natural born uh, leader herself. And uh, she was on this she program uh, last summer. And uh, she mentioned Boot Scootin' Boogie by Brooks Dunn, that 90s country hit as the perfect yes. quarterback routine for you guys. But another routine 
was done by another one of the headliners at that festival, Luke Bryan. And I believe this song is just about a couple years old, but it has a similar feel and a similar theme, Knockin' Boots. So which one of those two songs makes the better routine, Boots, Scootin' Boogie or Knockin' Boots? I think I would have to agree with Captain Sophia. I think Boots, Scootin' Boogie um, could be a crowd favorite and has a good beat to it. And I'm going to have to go with that one. Yeah, plus uh, Ronnie Dunn. Uh, that is one soulful voice, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Can't go wrong with Ronnie Dunn over the stadium loudspeakers. Uh, that distinctive voice. And two other headliners at that festival were John Party and Kane Brown. And a song by John Party that I could easily see you guys dancing to is Cowboy Cat. And in terms of Kane Brown, uh, yes, you you wear your chaps, and for good reason. They're the iconic part of the uniform. But you mentioned you also love the skirt part of your uniform as well because it gives off a sassy and girly vibe. So that reminds me of a song that Kane Brown uh, sang at Stagecoach, and everybody was singing along with him, Short Skirt Weather. So Cowboy Hat by John Party or Short Skirt Weather by Kane Brown for a DVC quarterback routine. I think I'm going to have to go with Kane Brown, short skirt weather, like either our first preseason game, late August, or when we're in our skirt, early September, when we're still wearing our skirt. I think that would be a super fun song and to dance to early in the season. You hear that sound? That is our simpatico alert. We sound that alert every time a guest and myself are in agreement about something, and you and I are in definite <laughs> agreement about this. At the Yay. first preseason game, August 26th, or the week one game against the Raiders, or the week two game against the Commanders, short skirt weather, the perfect routine for you guys at that time I of year. So I too. Absolutely. And now, as you can tell by my hat and my Crocs, you're decked out. I am decked out in Luke Combs gear. I am one of the biggest Luke Combs stands uh, there is, or at least I like to consider myself that. And uh, there it. are and there are two tunes that I think would make perfect quarterback routines uh, for you guys okay. this year uh, that come from uh, Luke Combs. Uh, your teammate Sophia and I both agree about when it rains, it pours. But there's another one with a uh, steady driving rock kind of beat. That's the second okay. track off of this new album called Hannah Ford Road. I could see you nailing a routine to either of those two songs. So when it rains, it pours or Hannah Ford Road for your Luke Combs quarterback routine of 2023. I think... When It Rains, It Pours is a more known song and a more crowd-pleaser song um, and personally one of my favorite songs. So I'm going to have to go with When It Rains, It Pours because I think more of the stands would know what that song is. Oh, absolutely. It's one of the uh, best uh, songs in country music written over the last decade. I completely absolutely. agree there. And another rising star in country music was also at the Stagecoach Country Music Festival. And she was also at Soldier Field opening for Luke Combs a week or so ago. And I saw her two times in a six-day span, Lainey Wilson. And there yes. are two Lady Wilson songs that definitely would make good quarterback routines for you guys. One is a Hillbilly Hippie uh, from her uh, most recent album, Bell Bottom Country. And the other is called uh, L.A. from uh, her prior album. So which one of those two Lady Wilson songs makes the better DBC quarterback routine? Hmm, I think I'm going to have to go with L.A. I like that song a lot. Yeah, definitely. What do you, what do you like about that song? I feel like it's different than a lot of the other country music songs you hear. Um, it's still country. Um, and there's not a whole lot of female artists in the country music industry right now. And I feel like she's excelling in the country music industry. Um, and I feel like it has a not a super fast beat, but a beat quick enough to to dance to and hold a beat to um, and do some of our signature country moves. 
And uh, I think of your uh, not former teammate because uh, you're forever teammates, by the way, uh, your teammate Alexandria, who uh, is now a DBC alumni. She was on this program uh, last year. And when I yes. hear the lyric, L.A., I think Louisiana, Lower <laughs> Alabama and Alexandria. Being from Lower Alabama, and I go to Lower yeah. Alabama every year for the Cedar Bowl. I I definitely think of her when I when yes. I hear that song. We miss and, her uh, too. Absolutely, shout out and a special shout out to Alexandria wherever you're or whenever you're listening. Uh, we hope uh, you continue to thrive down at home in Lower Alabama. Absolutely, Broncos country misses you, but we're happy to see you thrive nonetheless. And last but not least, uh, two of the biggest hits of country music in the last uh, three four years or so. Uh, she had me at Heads Carolina by Colts Wendell, or one of my personal favorites, Till You Can't by Cody Johnson. Uh, pick one of those two for the ideal DBC quarterback routine. That's a tough one because I love both of those songs a lot. So this is a hard matchup, but I kind of think Heads Carolina is a better beat to dance to. They're both super well known. I think would both be crowd pleasers. Um, but I think Heads Carolina is a little more upbeat um, for a quarter break. I agree with you there as well. And now let's uh, continue our country music conversation. Only this time we're talking about country music superlatives. And uh, in this uh, part of the conversation, I will mention a certain scenario. And uh, you just tell me what the best country music song that fits that scenario is in your okay. mind. And we, we start out with the best country song to get you pumped up before a game. Ooh, okay. Um... I think I'm going to have to go with Shania Twain and man, I feel like a woman, such a classic old school country, but everyone knows the words and it's super just women empowering women fun song. So I think that's my one that gets us most excited. Absolutely. And let me just stay at it is up to us men to empower women to and elevate uh, them above us uh, today. We appreciate as well. that. Uh, yes. My pleasure. Is, uh, need, that's need why more men that think like that. Absolutely. And the best country song to celebrate a Broncos win to. Ooh. So I will say after every game that we win, we play All I Do Is Win, which is not a country music song. It's a, a rap song, but that is our like staple song. We play <laughs> when we win a game. So I think I'm going to have to detour off the country music and just stick to the All I Do Is Win song because that's our first thing on the ox. Someone hooks up to it. Um, we're all still in uniform and just embracing the feeling of a win and looking forward to that victory Monday. I don't blame you for thinking that way, but I'll pitch in and help you a little bit here. All Maybe right. th this is a country song that you probably could play after you play All I Do Is Win after a uh, Broncos with the uh, DJ Collett hit. Uh, this is a Brooks and Dunn song that is not very well known, but okay. Cody Whitehair, who is the starting setter for the Chicago Bears, was uh, on this podcast uh, around this time last year. And we had a country music conversation as well. And he mentioned this Brooks Dunn song as the song he likes to listen to after the Bears win. Proud Ooh, of the okay, house we proud of the house we built because it it, it talks oh, about like laying down the foundation and uh, the hard work you put into achieving that victory and that and the song's lyrics definitely paint a, a similar metaphorical picture of that. So proud of the house we built by Brooks Dunn I is love that. Uh, the song. We're gonna have uh, to we're gonna have to put that on the playlist for all of the Broncos wins we're gonna get this season. Yeah. Uh, definitely, but make sure it's second behind. All I do is win. But uh, yes, yes, but, uh, we have room for two in the the music queue afterwards. Definitely, <laughs> yeah, you, but you can't go wrong celebrating a win with Ronnie Dunn either. So I'll tell you that. 
And uh, what about the best country song? And this is very fitting for you because as you alluded to, uh, sorry guys, uh, but she's officially off the market. Lily is engaged. Congratulations again, Lily. What country Thank song, you. you're welcome. What country song do you have in mind for the first dance at your wedding? Ooh, for the first dance, uh, I think it's a song called Amazed. I'm not, it's by a female artist. Um, and it's a very like slow, steady country music. Um, but I think Amazed. And I can't even think of the person who sings it right now. Um, but if you haven't heard it, look it up. But I think it, on the spot, that would be my answer. But I'll have to give Don't Hold Me to that. I might I might have a, a follow-up song. But Amazed, I feel like, um, would be fitting and a very sweet first dance song for me and Hunter. And I'm definitely sure that everybody in attendance at your wedding will be amazed at the amazing uh, couple you guys are going to uh, make that day and forevermore. Uh, that's all there is to it, Lily. Uh, you guys were meant for each other. Could it be more happy for you? And last but not least, the country song that best describes the person you are. Okay. Um, I would say probably I Love This Life by Low Cash. Um. I think it's like a 2010s-ish song, um, but I feel like it just kind of describes my upbringing and how proud I am of to be where I'm from, um, and I wouldn't have had it any other way, and just embodies everything I feel to be from Tennessee and be from the country and um, just embrace it and love it. Lokash, I think he's on uh, a recent Brooks and Dunn album called Reboot, in which they do uh, 12 of their songs uh, from uh, the past with uh, current uh, country music stars like uh, Luke Combs, Thomas Rhett, uh, John Party, and uh, Cody Johnson. And I believe uh, Lokash is their guest on uh, Mama Don't Get Dressed Up for Nothing. So I definitely should check out more Lokash. Thank you so much for that recommendation, uh, Lily. Absolutely. And Lily. Lily, thank you so much once again for joining us today. It was a very enlightening and, dare I say, a therapeutic uh, conversation uh, with you uh, today. Uh, like uh, I uh, often uh, have said on this program, including on our Beyond the Chap series last year, that uh, I am very uh, frightened by the uh, deep divides uh, in our country right now. But the fact that a, a suburban Chicago native like me and a rural Tennessee native like you can come together in love and mutual admiration for, for one another, uh, despite whatever political uh, disagreements we might have, uh, I hope it shows uh, whoever's listening and the rest of the country at large that there is a path forward, a peaceful path forward together at the end of the day. Absolutely. And, uh, definitely, Very Lily. well said. And uh, we have one more question before we let you go. And it's a question I asked our mutual friend and 2023 Denver Broncos cheerleader Pro Bowl representative McKenna on this podcast okay. this time last year. How would you define the word cheerleader? The word cheerleader. I think the word cheerleader and being a cheerleader, um, first and foremost, means being a role model. I think it means being personable and authentic and genuine. Um, I think being relatable to people can go such a long way. Um, I think it's women empowering and lifting up other women in this industry. Um, and overall, just someone that sheds a positive light and a positive aura and a positive vibe out into the world um, and is nothing but encouragement and positivity. 
She is Denver Broncos cheerleader, Lily, ladies and gentlemen. Follow her on Twitter and Instagram at DBC underscore Lily. And Lily, thank you so much once again. And that concludes our first episode of Beyond the Chat Season 2. But we plan thank on continuing. You. You're welcome. But we plan on continuing this series in the weeks ahead with two or three, if not more, of Lily's amazing 2023 DBC teammates. So stay tuned. Yeah. Also, a big thank you as always to the director of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders, the Goat of Goats herself, Shauna Peters, for allowing Lily to join us today. Be yes. sure to follow me on Twitter at dcrom 59 and on Instagram and now TikTok at SportsCrunch with dcrom. And remember, that's Crunch with a K. On behalf of Lily and myself, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, whatever you do, please choose love, please choose compassion, please choose selflessness, please choose kindness, and please choose empathy, which are the core characteristics of the Denver Broncos cheerleaders and the best teammates and teams in any sport. Until next time, cats and kittens. Stay cool.